there and can make it back. Salutations and shit, folks. Welcome to another episode of your favorite travel podcast, Travel and Shit, where I, your host, D. Carrie, have a conversation about the ways that uh, travel intersects with regular life. And this week's travel life intersection, it's my fucking birthday. So first of all, thank you guys for all the birthday love. I appreciate it. I just turned 36 and I am feeling all of 36. Um, I'm gonna get to why and explain the many different ways in which I was, uh, and mind you, 36 ain't that old. When I was 18, I thought 36 was like grandma age. I get it. But uh, the older I get, the more I realize I still don't know shit. I still got a lot more to go. I'm grown, grown, but um, it's not old. But it does come with, um, I'm a little marinated at this point. It's I'm, I'm marinated, I guess you could say, because a bitch knees hurt, my back hurt, <laughs> everything fucking hurts. My pinky toe has hurt all week. And for the life of me, actually, nope, I'm wiggling it now. It just kind of started feeling a little bit better. All week, it was just like, what did I do? Because um, I actually bought one of those um, hammocky things for your feet on the plane because I am one of those people for like fetal position is quite comfortable for me. I am relatively small. So for some reason, I like making myself smaller to feel comfortable. Like I ball up to sleep and all that jazz. But anyway, I think that I was leaning on my toe. And also I'm of the age where I don't give a damn how long my flight is. Compression socks are no longer not an option. I figured because Miami was a relatively short flight that I'd be good without them. My ankles are still a little swollen. We landed last night. Um, yeah, they're not bad, but they're not regular either. <laughs> but yes, uh, had a great birthday. Absolutely fucking fantastic birthday. And um, thank you to a number one boyfriend, Justin, thank you for an incredible birthday celebration. Um, he took me to Miami and we had an incredible, incredible fucking time. I would like to, part of me is tired. And I don't want to say tired of saying it, but I'm seeing how it can be, um, I guess you could say a bit problematic or an undertone of, um, I guess, I don't want to say superiority, but I can see how what I'm, so I didn't, I, my password is expired, right? So I was, I'm realizing that in the more, oh yeah, we went to Miami because my password is expired. What's wrong with fucking Miami? Why is it that that's the, you know, third or fourth option in terms of travel? Travel doesn't have to be um, international for it to be worthwhile or anything of the such, but we almost did, I want to say, uh, Bermuda. So if you're looking for some place to go, Bermuda's priced pretty decently. Um, well, at least when we when he was making the plans, it was priced pretty decently. We almost did Bermuda, but my password is indeed expired. But um, yeah, so little sidebar, not sidebar, but pause to make note. Don't travel shame. There's nothing wrong with Atlanta. There's nothing wrong with LA, Vegas, Miami. If that's where you want to go, fucking go. Not every trip or travels don't have to be 
um, international to be of relevance or importance. Um, but we had a fucking fantastic time in Miami and I'm starting to see that sometimes I will let my spirit and my body tell me what it is I need when I get there. So I ended up packing the morning of our flight, which I can't say that I always do. I think that I generally pack maybe max when I'm really doing well, maybe three days before I'd say no more than a week, but I'm usually better than packing the day before. But when I tell you the week prior was, y'all, it was a week. I had a, a very stressful week the week prior. So just packing just wasn't on my mind. And I was washing laundry every day and it was just a time. I ended up buying a new suitcase. I think I mentioned that last episode, I just got an away bag and I was, I guess, experiencing quite a bit of anxiety over whether or not it would fit. I was also just experiencing a lot of anxiety about being in an airport overall. We are still in the middle of a pandemic. Um, Both boyfriend and I are vaccinated, but if you haven't heard, the Delta variant has been having some breakthrough cases where even vaccinated folks are getting sick. You are absolutely doing a service to yourself, being vaccinated to hopefully not experience a case where you need to be hospitalized or where um, you are likely to not die, but sick is sick. Sick hurts. Sick sucks. You don't want to be sick. And even a mild case of COVID still feels fucking trash. I was reading one article someplace and a guy literally got vaccinated person got a mild case and this wasn't like a just like a a random you know blog post which not to take away the validity of just a random blog post but it was from a credible news source I can't remember where it was it was something that popped up I want to say in my Apple news feed or something but digressing he had a mild case of COVID and to his description it felt like uh, food poisoning. I've had food poisoning before. I don't ever want to have that shit again. That was the worst sick I'd ever been. I ended up, uh, actually ended up in the hospital after not eating for a week. And I actually think I stayed like pretty dead to the world on the men for like two weeks. Like food poisoning was a really bad experience for me. So anybody that correlates any type of illness to food poisoning, immediate red alarm, bells in my head. I don't want it. So, um, yeah, I was really fucking stressed about, uh, being in the airport, people from all over the place, people from, you know, states that, and we were going to a state where the numbers were crazy. So I already knew that I did not really want to be too mixy. I didn't want to be, um, I'm not a club person. I'm not a crowds kind of person. I don't personally like crowds. I just feel like there are so many ways for something to go wrong that I have no control over. I can control myself, but I can't control a crowd. So I've never, really been that comfortable in crowds for that reason in particular. And this whole airborne health scare that we're going through is, uh, you know, obviously not something I want to be in a crowd for. So I knew that I was avoiding 
as many indoor close proximity situations as possible um, within reason of still, you know, making measured and calculated uh, decisions based on comings and goings, still being part of the world, but also while still being responsible about the environments that you're placing yourself in, right? So new luggage, got in a way bag. I was really worried that the ship would not fit on the plane. So I ended up getting the more popular one, the larger carry-on. I ended up going into the store to pick it up. And I was looking at the two, the smaller one and the larger one. And while I was looking at the larger one, I'm like, I feel like the suitcase that I have at home is as big as the one that's, I'll be fine. Turns out it's not. The larger one is actually a bit larger than the one that I've been traveling with. I, the carry-ons that I've generally had have more so been in line with the smaller version of the away bag, but alas, I got the bigger one. It fit on the plane. It fit in the overhead compartment, just like they said. And that in and of itself was a bit of a stress. I personally do not like checking bags, not because I, well, one, I don't want to pay for nothing, but also I hate waiting for bags. I want to be able to just grab my shit and go. I don't want to put too many hands in place of things not going right. And so the idea of somebody else being responsible for myself makes me uncomfortable because that means I have to trust that you're going to do your job properly. I also have to trust that nothing goes wrong. You know what I mean? There are just so many different ways for things to go wrong. And honestly, it's a control thing. I like knowing that if something goes wrong, it's more in line with something that I did or um, that just feels better to me. That being said, I, um, ended up having my bag gate checked. It will, you know, another pro uh, pro tip, check in online, check in prior, avoid checking in at the airport. If you can, some airports don't have that capabilities. A lot of airports, if they're not like, if you're coming in or out of a airport that may not be an international airport, I know a lot of times you do. And then also certain airlines do not allow for, mobile check-in or kiosk check-in even, you have to go to a kiosk. I remember I was flying a couple years ago. I want to say it was China Airways, I think. And I had to check in at the kiosk. I mean, at with a person, with a ticketing agent. They just didn't allow for mobile and it just was a thing. I was pissed. This was years ago. But, um, you know, not everybody allows for it. But anyway, A lot of times if they have agents at the kiosks even to help and to offer guidance and shit like that, some of them will notice your bag is a little large or, um, hi, do you want us to check this for you? I think this is going to be, you know what I mean? Like they'll catch you on your shit. So I prefer doing all of my check-ins mobile this way. I go straight to security. They don't give a fuck what you bring in there. They just want to make sure nothing, that everything is safe, right? So I knew that I'd be able to get through security with it, it was just a matter of, is there going to be space in the overhead compartments? As of now, Delta is doing, of course, first class families that need assistance, uh, military and like comfort plus and all that shit first. But then they're currently boarding from the back of the plane up. So they're going to, I want to say they're starting at rows. I want to, I think it was like 24 through 
30 or however many rows you're boarding for first. And then it's basically everybody else after that. So uh, if you want to board first and you're booking a flight probably within the next, I'd say it's safe to say within the next six months, they'll keep the same thing going to kind of keep people not right on top of each other as long. Logic, start from the back and work your way up. I figured it would make more sense to do it that way anyway, but now we're doing it, right? So that's how Delta was boarding. So we ended up getting on last because I think we sat in like 20th row both ways. So we ended up not being able to, the way back I'll get to, that was a clusterfuck. But the way there, they ended up gate checking my bag. That means if you're not familiar that you get to the um, the gates, you scan your ticket, your boarding pass, whether it be on your phone or in your hand. And then they'll say, hmm, your bag is likely not to either fit in the overhead compartments because they have a smaller plane, even if it is a carry-on, some larger carry-ons, or if they're overstuffed, or if you've got like a huge duffel bag and plenty of different reasons. But if you're, if the gate agent is seeing that your bag is a little bit larger, or if the flight attendants on board are already letting the gate agents know, we have run out of uh, overhead space, start checking, you know, larger items because people are still bringing personal items on. Also, if your personal item fits easily under your seat as a fucking courtesy, don't take up the space in the overhead compartment. It's a pocketbook. You know what I mean? A book bag that's not completely full of shit. Uh, A laptop case. Your, you know, coats and shit. People are, granted, you're paying for your space and you would think that everybody should have uh, a spot overhead. There's three spaces for suitcases in the overhead and there are generally three seats in the row. You would think that there's space for everybody. There's not because people take advantage of the space and people, I won't say selfish because you paid for your seat, longer legs, I get it. You wanna be able to comfortably put your feet under the seat in front of you that you fucking paid for, right? However, I've really seen people overdo it and they just throw their shit up there when there's a big old suitcase that there is nowhere for it to go under the seat. And now you're not even putting it on top of maybe a smaller suitcase that's in the overhead if it's a lap. You know what I mean? Like fucking you never played Tetris in your life or you just don't give a fuck about other people. Things like that bother me. I am one of those people that will absolutely do my best to consider the group. That's me. Not everybody has to be that way. It is just a personal point of pride that I have that I believe in solidarity. I am my brother's keeper. If I can do something that'll make everybody else's life a little bit more easy, that's the kind of person that I am. I am not above a slight personal inconvenience for everybody to be more comfortable. But that's me. I don't mind putting my book bag under my seat so that my suitcase can go over my head. I'm not going to check my suitcase because one, I don't want to wait for it when I get off the plane. And two, I don't want the risk of the shit. I don't want to run the risk of the shit getting lost or getting damaged. So I've got a beautiful pink bag, which I didn't necessarily want. I wanted the hunter green one, but they didn't have the hunter green one in stock at the store that I went to. I called the day before they had it. By the time I got there, I thought old girl was going to save it for me, but apparently she didn't. But I got there and I got a pink one. 
pink is bright. It's like a powder pink. And I'm just like, when I saw the white one, I was just like, people buy white luggage. Like that's going to get gross really quick. And she was just like, people do it. It looks really good. And I'm like, okay, girl, but who wants to see scuffs all the time? Well, bitch, now I got a suitcase full of scuffs. Cause I ended up uh, settling on the powder pink version, which is mad cute. And I actually don't mind the scuffs. I fucking travel. The bag gets beat up. It is what it is. But the first day out the box, the first time in the airport, and they fucked it up because it ended up getting gate checked. They just took it and dropped it over the uh, tall stairway into the pile of other luggage. Thank you, guys. But I get it. Everyone's got to get on the plane. We got to move quickly. That was a bit of a rabbit hole. So anyway, what was I? I got all these notes here and that's what I'm stuck on. Uh, another one. Oh, so thank you again for the birthday love. Keep sharing the podcast. Keep telling your friends. Tag me on social media, some of your favorite clips or whatever. Love to see it. Thank you so much. And that is the best birthday gift you can give me. Just keep telling your friends about it and um, share the word. Share the word. Uh, this was absolutely a rest vacation. We, oh, Sorry. So before I get into that, back to the airport, it was busy, but not chaotic. I was very nervous about that because I did not want to be stuck around a bunch of people who, because keep in mind, when you're in these larger spaces, you can't control the type of people that you're around. I absolutely did not want to be around a bunch of people that thought COVID was a joke. I didn't want to be around a bunch of people who I didn't know their health status vaccinated or not. I don't know if you have fucking COVID or not. I don't know if you have anything else. Airports are just gross because people from all over the place with, because keep in mind, even though COVID is a really big issue right now, COVID is not the only thing you could fucking catch. You can catch all different types of fucking germs and diseases and illnesses just in terms of just being sick in general, right? Because it's just a fucking sea of people and their shit. So I just don't like gross airports for that reason. But alas, you are surrounded by people coughing for a number of who knows what reasons. People that are, people have always been gross. Um, I've always noticed people that don't cover their mouths, people that sniff and sniffle a lot. And the, the sound phlegm has always been one of those things that turns my stomach. And so now it's like tenfold because there's a really huge deadly disease that keeps like siphoning its way around people, right? But um, I'm happy to say we had a, I think we had a 10 a.m. flight, like a 10, 50, 11 o'clock flight. And we got there around 8, 8.30, give or take. We got through no issues. If you've got TSA pre-check and you're traveling with other people, check as far in advance if you can with the rest of your party if anybody else has pre-check because it's cute for you to say, yeah, I'll meet you there. But then if y'all are traveling together, are you going to really leave part of your party behind? So I have pre-checked. Justin doesn't at this point. We've had the conversation. He's getting pre-checked. I'm not going to leave him at the gate. I'm going to just go regular gate entry with you because we are a unit. Um, But if it were a busier time or if there was a lot more going on, I know for me myself, that stress of, are we going to make it? Are we going to make it? Are we going to make it? I'm also more stressed about getting to my destination than I am about coming home per se. Uh, JFK, in my experience, has always been the worst of my airport 
experiences in terms of it being busy or not. I'm less concerned when I am going to or flying in or out of another state's airport because they tend to not necessarily be uh, international airports. I want to, well, no, Miami's an international airport. Anyway, um, check with everybody. If everybody doesn't have pre-check, it's not really doing you any good if you're going to travel together, unless, of course, you're okay with just saying, meet me there. Um, so wasn't terrible. I double masked on the plane. I, um, was uncomfortable, but COVID's also uncomfortable. So I'd like to do my personal best to keep myself safe because I can't control the actions of other adults. I never trust that another person is going to put my best interest in mind, let alone first, So I always do my personal best to make sure I'm doing my best to take care of myself. I highly recommend that people do that as well. Don't let it rely on someone else to keep you safe. That's another way to stay safe as a solo traveler is knowing the ways that you can easily keep yourself front of mind in terms of this may be inconvenient for someone else or this decision may not necessarily um, what's good for the goose is not good for the gander. Is that what the quote is? You get what I'm saying? Do your best to put yourself first. Keep yourself safe. And a lot of times you have to not be worried about how something is, you know, to be safer for you, but maybe makes you look kind of crazy. Like if everybody else isn't wearing their mask, And you're like, oh, I don't want to make them uncomfortable about me wearing the mask. Fuck if they're uncomfortable. Wear your fucking mask if you know you're going to feel better about keeping yourself safe. Okay? Uh, Remember that. So, let's see. I got the airport. uh, Getting my coat. Yeah, absolutely getting a COVID test uh, next week once I'm completely done with traveling. Just because caring about other people. I may feel fine, but who knows? This is why it's still important to get tested. This is my PSA for you guys as well. If you're traveling, get tested. Vaccinated or not. Uh, know your status. Same as HIV, right? Uh, get that tested too. Why not? What else we got? Okay, so this was absolutely a rest vacation for me. And I tend to go into it with an idea, but... I let my body and I let my spirit absolutely confirm it once I get there. Um, Oh, I forgot that I started talking about my little foot canopy. Love the shit. I think I spent $20, $17 on it on Amazon. You hoop it, you loop it, hook hook it, whatever. But it goes on the back of the seat table. It goes, you know, you pull down the table, put the little straps up, close the table, rocket science. And this way you can keep your foot, your feet elevated. I was comfortable, completely enjoyed it. I'm going to add it to the um, travel resources list so that you guys can order the same one if you want. It'll be an affiliate link. So, you know, actually, no, I don't think I get anything from the Amazon links, but it'll be there. I highly recommend that you get one if you also have a hard time getting comfortable. I personally have a really hard time getting comfortable on planes. My back is, it's always my back that starts hurting. I don't give a fuck how short the ride is. Something about just being seated for a long time, I have a difficult time getting comfortable if I can't pull my feet up. Um, 
So that was a good purchase. Then, uh, then I talked about the, told you about the luggage, love the away. It fit up there. The bitch rolls. I tried to use the charger that came with it and that ended up dying, which I was, no, I tried to use the charger before we left. I didn't even use it to charge my phone. I was using it to power the ring light I used to record the week prior. And that ended up not really following through, but I don't know if I got to look into that. That was, I think more me than anything else. So told you about the luggage, told you about the airport, told you about pre-check and now to Miami. Y'all I'm never moving to fucking Florida. Like I can't do it. It's too fucking hot to do anything. I love summer. Not like this. We would wake up and it would already be like 88 fucking degrees. A humid, sweltering, just wildly hot. And it's not just hot, but like, it feels like the sun is like biting you. We walked to the store one day, I want to say Sunday give or take. That was it. I was just like, yo, no, I'm not going out until like the sun is closer to being done with the day. You know, it was absolutely too hot to do anything during the day. I don't know how people go to the fucking beach in the middle of the day in Miami. I don't know. I guess you got to already be out there. I guess you already got to be drunk. You got to already have, uh, like if you have a canopy or a tent, I get it. You know what I mean? If you can keep yourself out of the sun, give it a shot. For me, it was too damn uncomfortable, too fucking hot in the day. So on Saturday, we got there, got in, shower, changed, and we ended up going to Havana 1957. That was my birthday dinner. We had such a good day and we were actually seated outside, but they do a really good job of making sure like all your canopies are like the canopies are good and they've got like huge fans and shit outside. They take care of you outside. So that day in particular, it was, I think we had like a seven or seven thirty reservations. So the sun was already done with her shit and it was, you know, closer to the sun, you know, being not as busy and really enjoyed it. I ended up getting lobster. The mojitos were good. I got lobster and something. Food was delicious. Service was incredible. Uh, just got the roba vieja, the roasted chicken, lechon, beans and rice. Um, it was like a sampler. So fucking good. You know, I had a piece of everything. The food was so good. The service was incredible. The mojitos were really nice. And we had a really good dinner at Havana 1957. We ended up walking back, sweat our balls off. I basically sweat through the dress. By the time we got to, it was a really cute dress. Shout out to um, Channel Chana. Like, love, love, love shopping Channel Chana. Um, Not sponsored. I meet the woman that runs the shop incredible eye. She catches like some of the best vintage shit. And I've gotten a few pieces that you guys have seen me on the Instagrams in. So definitely check the, uh, check her out, check out the shop. I actually link it in the description. Um, really, really 
really nice dress I got from there. I bought it, didn't know where I was going in it, but I said, I'm going someplace. And it ended up being my birthday dress. So thank you to Meek for that. Great job. Great eye. Loved it. Fit perfectly. And by the time we got back, like all under the titties, all in the, the stomach, girl, I sweat that shit out. But it was still great dress. Looked really cute. Good time. So that was that walk back and that was fun. Next day, Sunday, I want to say we ended up going to the beach or was it Monday? I don't know. But one day we ended up going to the beach. We had such a good time. We left in the afternoon, maybe like five or so to start. We headed to the beach at like maybe five or six, something like that. Got out there, went swimming, bath water. The water out there feels like fucking bath water. It was absolutely beautiful. We, funny enough, so we stayed on Collins, but in mid-beach, not in South Beach. I love him so much for keeping me out of the rah-rah. We were, um, the Airbnb we stayed at was functional, nothing fancy, across the street from the beach. We could see the ocean from the living room. And it, full apartment, you know, full kitchen, uh, bathroom, private, you know, great. But it just was like an older building. So it just smelled like mold everywhere and like mothballs. The smell bothered me for the most part of the building. But, and the bed, this was the worst bed we ever stayed. Like the worst bed I have ever slept in. It was wildly uncomfortable. And when I tell you I got home and appreciated my bed because I've been mulling over the idea of buying a new mattress I already know it's time I think I've had mine past uh, it's over 10 years at this point so it's time for a new mattress I just don't want to spend mattress money so I ended up putting like a match uh, one of those uh, foam toppers on it helped a little but I was still like god I hate this bed it's so uncomfortable it's so uncomfortable I just don't want to pay for a new mattress yet well we got to that bed in Miami every fucking day that bitch like it she really needs to just invest in a new mattress for that place so I can't say that I would want to recommend the Airbnb for that very reason because the bed was like disgustingly uncomfortable like had a very hard time getting comfortable many nights and woke up like sore and achy every fucking day that being said, couldn't beat the location. You, We could walk to so much of the shit we wanted to do. Ubers were all less than $10 for the different places that we ended up just taking Ubers because it was fucking hot and nobody, I didn't want to walk. Um, thankfully, neither did he. Um, right across the street. And we stayed by, uh, we were across the street from the Rio Hotel and another hotel, Faina was I'd say across the street and one or two properties down. We're absolutely going back to stay there. When I tell you that bitch is so fucking nice, it is so, it's just fucking opulence, y'all. And even not as guests, just like passing through the property, we were treated so fucking well. And this trip, I would say the lesson in Miami was like pretty privilege is a thing. Also, just carry yourself confidently as if you belong, even if you in your head don't think you do. And chances are you'll absolutely just be treated as if you belong. 
Um, I will probably say that I'm going to hold you being attractive helps. We're just an attractive couple. And it had been reinforced like, Oh my God, you guys are so pretty. Like when like the, what do you call them? The hostess would like take pictures for us or at the different, like our server would take pictures at the restaurant and I'm like, Oh my God, you're so pretty. I'm like, we're like, thanks. And just the way that we were treated in certain spaces, you could see that Miami just kind of felt like, you know how they say Miami is like for, it's just beaches, bodies, and babes faces, right? Well, it is. And we were just going to walk through to ask them if they could let us know where public access to the beach was and possibly buy a bottle of water because where we were staying there weren't any it was probably two or three blocks out of our way to get to a store and like I said it was hot as fuck so I didn't want to walk three blocks out of the way to get a water so we said well they've got a restaurant they've got to have like bottled water or something we could buy so we walk into Faina mind you they open the doors for you and you walk into this like huge grandeur like hallway of just it looks like some Sistine Chapel shit on the walls and the ceilings y'all it's gorgeous and like the door the the concierge guys I guess like the the doorman and the bellhops and stuff they're all in all white head to toe white shirts even white shoes they open the doors they smile welcome like thanks y'all so we just kept we walked straight to the back and we saw that there were like some I guess concierge uh, people like in their just regular suits at a desk. And so we went in and they were just smiling and so kind. Most people in Florida ain't wearing masks, by the way. It was weird that they had the guys at the front wearing masks, but then the people inside weren't like the guys at the front door. And, you know, I don't know if it's just a vaccinated, not vaccinated thing for staff. I don't know what their um, procedures and all that shit are. Don't know. But we went inside and I was just like, hey, two questions for you. Uh, we were one. What did we ask them? We asked, I don't remember what the fuck we asked. But by the time we got to and I was just like, oh, yeah, we just want to buy some water. It was like, oh, sure. Right away. No problem. Went, brought the water out. Would you like me to add it to the rooms? And or would you like them sent up? And we were just like, no, we're going to the beach, actually. So, you know, we'll just take them in hand. Great. Comes back two bottles of water. And we're just like, okay, well, we'll pay cash. And he's just like, huh? And we're just like, and he's just, he's, there's a cashier on the second floor as if we needed like change or something. Like we were looking for an ATM or, and we were just like, okay, thanks. So you're confused. You're just giving water away. Oh, so you just were asking us what room. Oh, we were asking about the restaurant because they have a breakfast, like the, restaurant for the hotel you don't have to stay at the hotel to eat there but it's called the veranda during the day uh during the morning and they've got breakfast from whatever time i think it ends at 11 we were asking because we wanted to come back for breakfast one day so we had asked about that and then about the water and they were like oh should we just send it up they really surely thought we were guests there um we didn't tell them otherwise we were just like oh no 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 we'll we'll take it here everybody was so fucking nice it's like so rich people like don't pay for things or like at really high end establishments, like comping things or just giving things just seem to be more uh, comfortable there, which makes sense. If you're, we looked it up because we're absolutely going back one day. Uh, their 
base room, I think like their average room was at least 500 a night. And you could get, I think it was like 481. And then you could get like a junior suite for like 550 or like 520 or something like that. It was just like, oh, so I think it was like a $30 difference between a basic room and like a junior suite or something. So we were just like, what? We'd absolutely get a suite. But anyway, uh, they also have a room that goes for like 1400 a night. I don't need that. We ended up walking through their property to get to the beach. I don't think it's a private beach, but they've got all the cabanas and I didn't see anybody checking badges or I, we easily could have just sat on one of the cabanas because we ended up going back to the beach in that same area and nobody like the next, anybody could sit there. It looks. So we ended up going to the beach, swim around, great time, hot as fuck, came back, knocked out. That was it. The day was over. I think we, in our head, said we were going to do something. We didn't. We ended up getting takeout. I ordered from this spot called the Chicken Spot. Mac and cheese was wild good. We got mac and cheese with bacon, lemon pepper wings, and fried pickles. So fucking good. So highly recommend Chicken Spot in Miami, Florida. I wrote it down. It is on Washington Avenue. Definitely hit them up. Uh, Let's see. So let me just talk about the food. I have never eaten this well in my life. Shout out to boyfriend. You, you a real one. He's got the best taste. He doesn't play about his food. His culinary experiences are very important to him. I just like eating well. And I love a good ambiance. He did not disappoint. Everywhere we went was so good. We ended up going to Mao. I think that Mao is kind of like a Tao or um, maybe like a C, like really swanky, very like high-end, pe- fancy people go there to be seen kind of thing, right? And that's where, when I tell you, I think we ended up, that was the best experience I had the whole week. I want to say we had the best table. Like we were right by like the door when you walk in, it was like a nice little booth pillows. You could see the bar. You had a great view of the entire restaurant and anybody that comes in is like going to see you. So it just felt like, and we ended up meeting the owner. He like came to the table, introduced us, checked in, how's the food. We ended up getting the seafood tower. The drinks were phenomenal. The drinks were so well-made seafood tower. Drinks were good. Service was great. Beautiful hostess, beautiful waitress, um, everybody there was just pretty. And the owner came over, introduced himself. Like the host, the server that we had was taking our picture. And as she's taking the picture, I guess a manager came over and then took the bill. And she was like, no, 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 it's already, they paid for, they paid already. And he was just like, no, 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 the chic or is something. We were just like, what? Turns out the owner came over, was just like, we're comping, um, we're giving you like a discount on the food and we're getting you a round of drinks. Oh, thanks. He came over. He ends up talking to Justin, their friends. They exchange. He gives the numbers here. Help, hit me up. Let me know. Blah, blah, blah. If you guys come back. Yeah, yeah. So the two of them are friends now. Um, and it was like such a really good 
feeling to be appreciated when you spend your money someplace. And then a very substantial discount, actually. We ended up getting, I don't know, it went from like two and change to like 175. Free round. That was our third round also. So we were nice and nice and just nice little buzz. It was a fucking fantastic night. The food was incredible. The seafood tower was like two or it was a whole lobster or like two lobsters. I don't know. But lobster, ceviche, there was like a ceviche sashimi kind of thing or whatever going on. Shrimp. And I think it was something else. I don't remember y'all, but it was wildly good. We ended up going to Astra afterward, which is in Wynwood. And we did just a round of drinks. Great views. The hostess there was really sweet. She was like, it's someone's birthday. Which one of you is it? Happy birthday. I hope you like the seats. I'm going to put you in some really good ones. She got us in a really nice little spot. Service there was really nice. It actually reminded me of the rooftop bar that we did that I went to in Columbia. It had the same kind of feel. It was actually only the third floor, which is similar to, I think, the way it was in Columbia. It's just high enough that you've got beautiful views of, like, the skyline. And it was in Wynwood, so then you could look down and see all, like, the different murals. Excuse me, before dinner, we ended up walking around Wynwood because I thought that I wanted to buy an outfit because I ended up, again, packing that morning, so I just threw shit in there. I didn't really have anything that I thought would be, like, nice because when he actually started telling me about the places that he booked uh reservations at for us i'm just like okay i'm not dressed for i I don't have clothes for that so we ended up going around winwood to look for something to wear and honestly i've got scotch and soda taste and a sour budget i found a perfect outfit actually two really good outfit choices at scotch and soda but i just couldn't justify spending three and change on an outfit I'm just not there yet. (laughs) That ain't me. But um, again, really nice time walking around. Beautiful to look at the murals. It was late enough in the day that it wasn't like ridiculously, ridiculously hot. Walked around for a bit. Took the the Uber to Mao. Then we ended up doing another Uber to Astra. Beautiful service, both places. Felt like a fucking celebrity everywhere we went that night. It It was an incredible fucking day. Then we ended up doing um, Biblos, another swanky ass fucking restaurant. Biblos to me feels like where the fancy people go to not be noticed. Biblos, they everybody had incredible like decor. Um, it was again, I say Mao gave me really Tao vibes where it's a little bit darker. It's more. Um, chic kind of uh how do you put it um vibes if you will and biblos gave we're all rich here but we also just want some place to go eat without people like pointing it out i felt like biblos would be like you're gonna find let's say mid-level ceos presidents of companies in both spots However, Mao is where you go to be seen, I feel like. And Biblos is where you kind of go to be kind of low-key. That's the vibe that I got. Both fun vibes. Depends on what you're in the mood for. I'm here for both of them, actually. Biblos was really cute because it was all like couches. And they ended up 
like couches, like that you would put in your house, right? That's what you were sitting on to eat. And it was a mix of, it gave me very 60s, 70s living room kind of setup. Like the tables were um, as if they were, oh, y'all, the plates were beautiful. Like just beautiful, I don't want to say silverware. Like, yeah, the silverware was cute too, but just the designs on the plates made me want to really just buy all new plates for the house. I'll probably get to that, but they change your plates every round. First time I ever did a chef's tasting. It was a really fun experience. I am all for an experience. If you guys haven't picked up on that, I love a good experience. So the chef tasting is the chef decides what you're going to eat. They just basically make the best of the best and it comes out. We did three courses which was perfect. It was more than enough food. If we'd have done the four courses, it would have been overkill. I actually had, cause that earlier that day, we ended up getting sushi from, cause I wrote this down, the shit was good. Heroes Sushi Express, H-I-R-O, Sushi Express. Mad fucking good. They have a crawfish roll, chef's kiss. That shit was nuts. Everywhere I go now, I'm going to try a crawfish roll because it was so fucking good. The sushi was really good from there. Um, so we ended up doing that for lunch. So I'd had like a, a salad before. So by the time we got to dinner, it was just like, I'm salad out for the day. We don't need the fourth course. We, I mean the four course, cause it's usually like, I think the salad she was, the server was saying that they prepare and bring to you, but oof, y'all. The food at Biblos. It was, it's a Mediterranean restaurant. And I was really excited to be able to try a whole bunch of new things. Like a lot of things I had had in essence of what they were, but the way they were prepared and the ingredients that were added to it and all of that shit was just, uh, here for the experience, right? Never done a chef's tasting menu. It was really fun to just be like, wowed, guess and check what's coming out. What did we drink? The drinks were good there also. I don't remember what I had to drink there, but beautiful ambiance, like the entire decor here for it. Couches, it gave me uh, 1970s, maybe 60s tables and shit. And I was cold because I was right under the vent. And even though the host, the uh, server accommodated us by, you know, trying to move us down to a nicer table, it was still really cold. So she ended up bringing me uh, a scarf to cover my shoulders with, which I really appreciated. Like little touches like that, I appreciate it. Red Lobster could never. <laughs> but it's kind of like, you know how you say, we here for the bread? That's what we go for? The bread at Biblos. Not even the bread. We didn't touch the bread. There was, no, there was the bread at Faina we didn't touch. The bread, y'all, it was a pita. There were, there were three different types. There's like a truffle version. I think we ended up, was it a spinach or a kale one? Did I write it down? No, that's the wrong Biblos. No, I didn't. I want to say, if you look up there, B-Y-B-L-O-S, Miami, look up their menu. We had the, oh wait, it's, I have the, I should have the menu right here on my phone. Ha, 
No. Yeah, it is right here. Bebos. So the pita. We had the cream spinach pita, y'all. So that red lobster reference that I made, we're here for the bread. When we go back, because we're going back, we're just going to order all the different pitas. There's a black truffle version, sujuk. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, but the cream spinach one we had, feta cheese, I think it's pronounced tomb, duca. Y'all, I don't fucking know, but the shit was wild good. Wild good. So, so good. I think that that was easily the best piece of food that I had the entire week. And that is saying a lot because everything everywhere was so good. I'm by no stretch a foodie. I just like eating good food. I like flavor. I like taste. I'm not into sweets. I'm into savory. Give me salt and savory. I enjoy flavor. Season my shit. It, it, I want it to taste good. And that's what I got everywhere. But that pita... Whoa, so good. We ended up getting, uh, what was it? The fried chicken. What was that? That's to start. Oh, it. we also ended up getting, there's so many things we want to go back and have. I think it's the, no, not the Turkish kale. Okay, we ended up with the Middle Eastern fried chicken, which was very good. We got the Atlantic salmon. So it was two entrees that came out y'all that was delicious the atlantic salmon and the middle eastern fried chicken was good we ended up also having the persian kale rice good but threw me off so i'm looking at the dish like oh this is gonna be so good they're crispy lentils so the crunch threw me off crunch like when it comes to sushi i don't like spicy tuna because i don't like the crunch but I could have done without the crunch in the the salad. I mean, the rice, but the shit was good. Crispy lentils, black beans, Aleppo pepper, labne, and Persian lime. Forgive me if I'm pronouncing it wrong. The shit was wild good. Yo, the green beans. I like stream beans as it is. Shout out to my brother. He hates stream beans. I think now as an adult, he may eat them, but depends on who makes them. It's kind of like the potato salad. Who made it? I ain't fucking with it if... Somebody I don't know made it. I think he'll actually eat green beans now, but I always think of my brother when it comes to green beans because I know the nigga don't eat them. These were so good. I feel like if I could get him to try it, even he would like these. They were so, so good. Garlic tomb, Marcona almond, brown butter, and lime. Again, don't know if I'm pronouncing everything right. Well, I know I'm pronouncing most of that right, but Garlic tome, I don't know y'all, but the shit was so fucking good. Vegetables, delicious. For the dessert, we ended up getting the hazelnut chocolate mousse. And I will say boyfriend dropped the ball. They came out with the sparkly candle and he didn't take a picture, but (laughs) I also didn't remind him. He's not a picture guy. He's always in the moment, which I can appreciate. I too tend to get uh, stuck in the moment. And then there was another thing we, I think it's the strawberry cheesecake katef, katef. I don't know how to pronounce that, but it's a, it's sumac strawberry, honey syrup, pistachio. We think that's what it is because it was like a, a pastry or like a dumpling. It was like something filled pastry. Strawberries, it was good. I enjoyed it. 
service was great the food was delicious and 10 out of 10 recommend every restaurant that we went to but especially especially of the three main restaurants we went to absolutely mao and absolutely be uh uh astra really nice bar great service the drinks were good they were really good drinks actually and um the location was incredible. Like it's nice to walk around Wynwood for a bit and then go up and have your drink. It was outdoors. None of the restaurants were packed. It was also, I think, beneficial that we were there during the week. We only had the Saturday and then we sat outside. And I think Sunday was, Sunday had to have been Mal, I guess. Can't promise you. But did not feel crowded, packed on top of people. I felt nice and spaced out. I felt comfortable in all the establishments that we went to. We ended up wrapping up our fine dining experience by going back to Fena, and we ended up doing breakfast at their veranda restaurant. That was the most expensive expensive breakfast I think I've ever been to. I think he ended up spending like 150, 160 on fucking breakfast. I got an omelet and endless coffee. Coffee was $7, but that's because it kept fucking coming. <laughs> it was worth it. The shit was delicious. Um, I think it's the Lazavaro, Lavaro. It's that one that looks like lava in the name, but it starts with an L. Lavaro, I don't remember. But that shit was good. I am a Cafe Bustelo girl myself, and I got to say that I enjoyed the coffee. I pay attention to coffee. Oh, we actually ended up going to another spot for breakfast i can't remember what it was but the service was really nice our waitresses were really sweet it was good there something something new york deli or whatever but it was really highly rated so we just took an uber out there went to go eat enjoyed it that's the day we went to breakfast came back i think we ended up going to the beach that afternoon um but uh fana the breakfast at their veranda I had for the first time goldenberries. They look like tiny, tiny little um, grape tomatoes. So fucking delicious. They were really good. Um, never had those before. That I ended up getting uh, omelet, side of bacon. My omelet came with uh, fruit. A green juice was really good. The coffee was good. He got the key lime French toast. I'm not really a French toast girl. Um, tried key lime. Not bad could do without having a key lime pie uh but it was cute little taste i liked it i could see it being a garnish or something that i do in small doses because again sweet tart not really my go-to in terms of flavor profiles um and he oh he also got smoked salmon tater tots the smoked salmon was delicious i absolutely love raw salmon so if you and by raw i mean smoked uh so sashimi strips uh that's all my thing when i First of all, boy, Justin, his salmon. I eat so well at home that I'm very critical of the food that I eat when I'm out. It's a flex, not even being humble about it. My man could cook his ass off. It is what it is. While all the food was good, even at Biblos, that their salmon was delicious, but it's not his salmon. His salmon just hits my soul different. The flavoring is so perfect and he never overcooks it. I prefer my salmon undercooked. That's why I don't order it when I go out just because I feel like I'm more inclined to get it in a way that I don't necessarily like it. At home, it's always done right. This salmon that they had at Biblos was good. 
they did a great job, but it ain't my man's. <laughs> His is better. But, um, I mean, just being and eating in such beautiful decor, when you do it, you're like, I get it. I'll pay up for this. I'll pay up for an experience just because it feels good sitting here. It feels good to sit here and eat this shit. I enjoyed it. Uh, so I said about the takeout chicken spot, hero sushi. Also shout out to Kelvin at Fena. We walked in, opened the door, greeted us ever so kindly. Appreciate you brother. And offered to hold our bags for us because I'd called to see if we could do, um, you know how hotels will offer to like hold your luggage if you're checking out and then you're going to do other shit or if you have time before your flight or if you get there early, you can't check in, they'll hold your luggage, let you drop your shit and go experience the, uh, the area. I called to see if that was going to be an option. The young lady at the front desk was very kind. She went to check with the supervisor and unfortunately she said that they couldn't do that because of liability issues. And I knew that it was taking a shot to ask beforehand if they would do it. They initially said no. Shout out to Brother Kelvin for taking care of us anyway. We walked in, he was like, where y'all from? And we was like, New York. He was like, oh yeah, I can hear you. Y'all from Brooklyn or whatever? No, no, I'm gonna stop playing. I'm gonna play, I'm playing, I'm playing really sweet. I appreciated him. And he looked like he took so much pride in his work. And I love seeing that because he just was so fucking nice to everybody he encountered. Beautiful smile, just beautiful personality, really radiated. And I feel like I appreciate people in service like that because they remind you that there is absolutely nothing degrading or beneath about service when you serve from the heart. And it's like, that's the kind of service that I try to provide when I work. When I'm helping people, I try to just be pleasant about it. I try to be kind about it. Um, And so when I see it in other people, I appreciate it so much more because I know that that is the type of service that I enjoy getting when I go places. And again, every single person at the Fena staff was hands down, absolutely just wildly attentive and kind and just like, damn, this is how people with money experience life. It's, this is what you're paying for, right? So if you haven't been sure, or if you're uneasy about it, if you've got the capital, if you've, if you've got it, treat yourself to like experiences, even if you can't do them every day, even if you can't do them a lot, like we can't eat like this all the time, right? Like we got bills to pay. We got, we live in New York. It's very expensive here. So we have responsibilities, but again, babe, thank you. Cause I really appreciated this entire week. It is absolutely worth it for the experience. People treating you like your money matters, like treating you like you being there and patronizing their establishment. I appreciate shit like that. Thank you for coming. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for coming here to be with us. Here's your seat. Can I get you some waters? Blah, blah, blah. Your server will be this person. That kind of shit matters to me. I'm an experienced girl. And I am raving about the experiences that I had in Miami. Absolutely will drop all the little names of all the restaurants in the descriptions because everybody deserved it. I loved all the food, all the service, and the experience. The lesson in this trip 
was really like rest. Oh, also we ended up uh, walking out to the beach. I don't remember what night it was, but we did go to the beach at night, brought some beers and just sat up, enjoyed the stars. Shout out to boyfriend for being the responsible one, because although I wasn't going to get in the water, I did want to walk down to the water and maybe get my feet wet. And he was just like, you island, chill. The tide is crazy right now. We're going to sit right here. Parents, I picked a good one. He is absolutely the more responsible one and he will keep me safe. Um, we did head out to the beach at night. I've always wanted to go to the beach at night. Um, I've done it before, like, but it's been more of a, I've stayed until the sun went down and then walked back. This was fun to just, we went back to the room, picked up some uh, beers and just sat out, enjoyed the stars and enjoyed like the silence. It was just really quiet and nice to just kind of sit and, you know, like a quiet little date night on the beach with some beers. That was fun. Uh, what was the other one-off thing that we did? I think that was pretty much it. But yeah, the lesson in it was listen to your body. I didn't realize how fucking tired I was. And it didn't help that the bed was really uncomfortable. So I wasn't getting the best rest. So I feel like I absolutely did a lot of lounging around. But I'm home now and I still feel rested. Like I don't feel like there. Like, I don't feel like I overdid my vacation so that I got to come back and still need a vacation. Although there is still more to the vacation. So stay tuned for that because there is a part to um, this birthday week that we're having. Uh, But I loved Miami and it was an absolutely perfect redo. The last time I went to Miami, I loved the company I was with. Um, I went with an ex's sisters, loved them. And... Shout out to Mo and Olivia. They absolutely did the protective big sister thing. And even though all my niggas from Brooklyn were there, all my niggas from college, they would not let me just run off with random dudes that they did not know. Because if we come together, we leave together. We stay together. So they were very protective and didn't let me run off and hang with my friends. And it rained a lot while we were out there, The while I was there the first time. So I feel like I didn't really get the best beginning taste of Miami. And I think really staying on South Beach, South Beach, like that also, even in my 20s, I've not really been a rah-rah. It was just a lot of rah-rah and I just didn't really like it. This time being out of the mix, a little bit further up, um, really made the difference for me and focusing on certain parts of the experience. Food was really big on this and rest. Also, I learned to just be as confident as you want to be in your head. I felt as if, you know, it's, I don't know if you've ever walked into an establishment and felt like people were going to think you didn't belong there. And I see that I do that in a lot of instances where if I just, you are there, so be there. And it was really a reminder for me that when I carry myself that way, people, I'm allowing people the opportunity to treat me that way. And I think sometimes, not that there's necessarily something wrong with it, But I think that living in a perpetual space of, and it could just be me and the way that I live in my head, but living in a space of 
I don't want to go and have a bad experience as opposed to just going and being and letting the experience that's going to happen happen can get in the way. And I'm seeing now that I probably have done that to myself more. And then maybe not. I don't know. We could have just really picked really good places. Justin's really good at choosing establishments. So that could have been it also. But I will say that the lesson that I, in reflecting on this trip, did get was that confidence that I want to aspire to for myself like what's keeping me from it, right? When you walk into a space, why isn't it why isn't it that you're not the coolest coolest and swankiest person? Like they I put in one of my captions on Facebook, they can't smell your budget. I've been treated a lot of times like they can smell my budget and I think that that colored a lot of, you know, what my take on certain establishments have been because I know that I've walked into establishments and been treated as if I couldn't afford it, even though I knew I came in there to spend money. Um, but yeah, I think that following through on that might make a difference. And I'm looking forward to doing more of that, just walking and carrying myself like the way I know myself to be important, um, letting that exude, not necessarily like you can be humble, but still be like, "Mm -mm, you're not going to treat me this way. Um, but I didn't have to advocate for myself in any of these spaces. And I don't know if it is, uh, I'm a, a Miami thing or if it's a pretty thing or if it's a New York thing, I can't fucking call it, but I know that something about this trip, something about the way I was just treated so kindly, whether they meant it or not, it felt good. And I feel like, you know what? I don't know if it was just me needing the reassurance that I get to be in the spaces that I want to be in, or if it was, I guess everybody comes to the conclusions at their own time in their own space and in their own way. And that's the conclusion that I came to. I fucking belong, right? It felt good to go and be treated as if it felt good to be treated the way I would have treated people. And it felt good to be treated the way I feel that anybody coming into that establishment spending money should be treated. That's how I went in and that's was reinforced and I liked it. And I think that maybe that can happen more often in other places as well. Um, Caveat, plot twist, could also be because boyfriend is very racially ambiguous. Is his light skin privilege rubbing off on my brown skin privilege? I'm not going to say it's not. But, you know, shit, if we're being honest, that could have had a difference. And maybe it didn't. I had a good fucking time. Carry yourself with the confidence and let people catch up to your confidence. Let them treat you the way you're carrying yourself. A lot of times they don't know whether or not you can afford it or not. And a lot of times you actually can afford it. You don't got to get the most expensive shit on the menu. Go have a good time. Enjoy the experience and rest when your body needs it. Part of me was beating myself up for not getting out and 
walking around and exploring like I would do on like my solo vacations or like when I'm in other countries and shit like that. But the bitch was tired and I let myself be tired. I let myself rest. I let myself just kick it, hang around, watch mindless Netflix and shit during the day um, with my partner and just spending time together. Let's lay around, let's lay in bed and laugh at shit. Let's scroll through Instagram, show each other memes. All the kind of shit that when you're at work, you wish you could be doing. Vacation doesn't have to be about go, 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 go. Vacation gets to also be about rest. So if you're feeling inclined to rest while you're traveling, do yourself a favor and rest. So I think that that is a pretty substantial um, description of it. I'm trying to see if there's anything else on here that I wanted to touch on. And I don't think that there was, uh, the food was good. Links in the description. Travel is so much more than vacation. Travel gets to be about rest and finding your confidence if you let it. All right, y'all. So thanks for chilling with me this week. I am still welcome to taking your uh, birthday wishes, even if you happen to hear this shit in December. Slide me a happy birthday. Um, I appreciate you guys for showing up every week. Thank you so much. And thank you again for all the birthday love. Happy birthday to a lot of the Leos. I know a lot of y'all are Leos as well. Uh, Virgo season, I think is, no, cancer season. Or is it Virgo? Cancer was right before. Shout out to y'all. Virgo season is coming up. Shout out to y'all as well. Happy birthdays to all the July, August, September, June, July, August. June through September, September. I love fucking birthdays. Happy birthday to everybody, but happy birthday to us summer babies because this is our time, y'all, especially the superior Leos. All right, y'all. Thanks for being here. I'll see y'all next week and all that shit. Travel safe. And remember, travel is more than vacation. Bye.